0: Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to our show. We have gathered together, from the cosmic reaches of the multiverse, two of the nerdiest geeks to be found. We proudly present the professor, and her geeky girl, miss herself, Ace. And now, it's time, Geeky Cool presents Professor in Ace. Welcome to Geeky Cool Cool Presents Professor and Ace, episode 16 of season two. As you'll notice, Ace is not with us tonight. Instead, we've got our good friend Tom over here. Um, Ace is, uh, AJ is is out having a holiday. She needed some time off. Um, She has uh, taken on um, being the editor-in-chief of two newspapers here in in, uh, southwest Missouri. So her plate's a little full. And uh, she's needing a little rest, and then hopefully she's gonna be back with us probably the beginning of the year to be able to get in some new episodes. But uh, but tonight I'm super excited to have our friend Tom Hutchison with us from Big Dog Inc. Who uh, it, I've met Tom. No Tom, it must have been at least ten years ago that I met you because um, I don't think it was too far into when you guys started. You guys are 13 now, so it was it was right after you started. Um, the um, Wizard of Oz, um, the Wild West, the West. Uh, yeah, that would have we,
1: we started that right at the end of year two. We got the first yeah. first issue, maybe the second issue in as well. Um no, you know what? I think we were still even bi monthly then. So we would have had the first yeah. issue then. Uh and then because I remember having issue three out when we went to Emerald City for the first time yeah. and we were with Niai Rufino for that. So yeah, so we were still yes. doing bi monthly books at that point. Um, but yeah, Oz was at the end of year two.
0: Yeah, so that's when I jumped on to your guys' bandwagon and then met you in St. Louis shortly thereafter. Um, you were at a convention there and then Chicago, and just seen you around a lot and got to know each other. And I appreciate you because you are a, a great guy, a, an amazing writer, a cool creator, and and uh, you know your art director now. And of course, you own. Big Dog ink. So you are the man. So I, I feel privileged to get to hang out. So
1: uh, yeah, it's a uh, it, it's a uh, it's a lot of hats. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's too much. It's too much. Too much times is too much. Yeah, for sure. I, Especially I, I, now, I because now with the the you know with crowdfunding being the the, the focal point, as wow. opposed to we make a book, we send it to Diamond. Diamond tells us how much to order. We send the books to them, right. and, and the rest is on their plate. Uh, Now, all of that is on my plate because we have to do everything. So it's a a change for sure.
0: Yeah. Talking about that, you just got done doing a a crowdfunding Kickstarter for uh, Princess and Zombies episode or issue two, which was a huge success. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. Issue two, but technically also issue four. uh, Right. right. And we did. We started it with a zero issue. You did. Uh, We did last year, we did a little mini story that we called a 1.5 because it was just a short story. Uh, And uh, and then this year was the full sized issue number two. So, um, yeah, it went really well. We had some amazing artists on covers. Uh, You know, the the whole creative team came back with Chow Mahato and and Chris Chua. So all of the PVZ that we've done, the four issues plus the uh, BD13 anthology story, introduced Jasmine, all of that is the same art team. So you get a really nice. Uh, piece of consistency through all of that when you're when you're reading all the pvz it looks the same all the way through which i love being able to do that um we should be able to kind of finish the series out doing that as well uh but yeah it was it was really good um it's it was our last campaign of the year uh and uh we picked up about 60 new backers to big dog uh, they yes. backed us before, and that's not necessarily they were new to Kickstarter, but they were new to us. Uh, right. Either way is great, and um, you know uh, we we got to now try and take that sort of uh, momentum at the end of the year and and uh, uh, get the stuff that's done shipped out and and you know gear up for twenty twenty four. Right,
0: exactly. Hey, let me throw up a few images for people that may have missed it. Um, here's one of the. Uh, the cover's right there with Jasmine that was mentioned. Um, that is, um, Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Thank you. My brain. Just went...
1: If she was a vampire, that's her, that's her little shtick. Pocahontas. See, there if she you was go. A vampire.
0: Yeah. Pocahontas. If she was a vampire. I love it. You know, it reminds me of, um, of Danny, um, Moonstone from, uh, from new mutants. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, which is a cool look and it's just great. And then, of course, one of our classics here. Yep,
1: yeah, we got Cindy by uh, Elias Houtis. You, you got so. always, uh, you always have to record your your zombie kills for the internet. You know,
0: <laughs> that's exactly right. Which is awesome. Yeah. So, for the covers, for those of you that may have missed that, because you may, you know, may want to look to get in on that at a later time. But Princess and Zombies, I have been reading all of them and i'm enjoying it to death it is such a blast uh, i was explaining to one of my buddies actually before i before we got on here he was telling him that i was um, interviewing you and i'm telling him about this book and i'm like think of disney princesses but in modern time and there's a zombie apocalypse and they're going and killing zombies i mean it it is just too fun not to
1: enjoy this yeah i mean it, it's it It pretty much tells you what it is right in the title. Uh, You know, you kind of get what you pay for uh, in in the case of this book. So um, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 a little Disney. It's uh, it's a little Walking Dead. It's a little Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, you know, um, and it's just it's just nonsense. Uh, It's uh, it's 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 completely different from anything else that I write uh, in that it's it's so sort of off the cuff all of these characters are so sort of polar opposite to each other, even though they're all princesses, each one is very individual to herself. Um, And so, you know, when you, when you put a whole bunch of personalities together in one box, you know, they're going to bounce off of each other differently. Some are going to get along, some are going to, you know, grind a little. Um, But, you know, and then when you're just tossing in, uh, uh, you know, zombie genre Easter eggs and, and just sort of meta jokes. Like there's a, there's a, there's a character at the beginning where she, she actually sees the zombies kind of roaming through town. Uh, and, and she immediately looks at it and she's like, Oh, it's just some people, they're just zombies. That's, they're just, you know, zombie costume people. Um, and, uh, you know, somebody else, did they look good? They're like, yeah, they, they look pretty good. They're not, they're not bad looking zombies. And then, uh, she, she guns the car and, and runs off and, you know, she flips them off and says, the walking dead sucks, you know? So just, just nonsense like that. There's comic book jokes, there's zombie jokes. Right. It's, it's just, it's all inclusive nonsense. It,
0: if you want a good time though, this is a book to buy right here. It, it is get in into, um, for the next run or, but it's available to pick up these issues do that because this is just pure unadulterated fun. So,
1: Yeah. And, and uh, the, the first three issues, the zero, the one, and the 1.5, they're all available on our website right now. Uh, The two will be available on the website. Once the backers get their stuff around February, Uh, then the, then the issue two will go up on the website. But if you want to get the one through three or zero one, 1.5, all that's on the web store right now.
0: And and I have all of it. I do suggest checking it out, guys. It's tons of fun. Check out the site, which is tell us the site again. Yeah, it's just
1: www.bigdogink.com. That'll take you right to the store. Uh, You can click on whatever you like. There's there's comics, there's uh, art prints, there's swag. There's all kinds of stuff in there. Click on the thing you want, and it'll break down into you know all of our different titles, Critter, Oz, or some minor PVZ, whatever. Um, so it, you can, you can hyper-focus where you want to be, or you can just bounce around and see what we got.
0: All right. Sounds good. And, and I was outside earlier today. looks good, by the way, making it look really nice there, Tom. So it's, it's all right. It does the, it does the job. It well, that's the, job. the important part. You gotta, yeah. gotta let people know you're there and what's going on. So, yeah. So, uh, along with that, wanted to talk a little bit about your previous one, uh, your previous Kickstarter, which was your uh, BDI Thirteenth Anthology, because mm-hmm. those are shipping now. You've got those sent out. I have read mine and uh, enjoyed the crap out of it. By the way, it was a ton of fun. <laughs> um, it all the little stories there. I really did enjoy the Jasmine story with her being in the carpet cleaning. And I'm like, that's hysterical, carpet cleaning with Jasmine. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, it it was a, a, a ton of fun. And, um, you know, some of the stuff I, I read regularly, some of it I haven't. And, and so i like, oh, okay. This is giving me a nice little taste for things. And uh, so I, I just wanted to shout it out that it, it was amazing. Um, that's that's something they can pick up also on on your site,
1: right? Is the yeah soon because right? we're in the process soon. of shipping it right now. That's so, true. Right, that makes know, sense. Two two three weeks, it'll all be done, and and we'll have it on the website. Yeah, BD thirteen right. anthology. So yeah. for your,
0: your post Christmas money that you get from uh, you know the uh, the aunts and uncles and stuff, there you go. That, that's that's right. one of the things you can go pick up. Um, and let me see, I have a picture for that. okay i guess i don't have a picture of bdi 13 thought i had a picture of the cover and and must have not got it put on there but you've got that going on now next year will be your 14th year this is 13 you've been celebrating 13 years next year's gonna be 14 and we're starting off in january with one of your favorite characters
1: yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's about time. Uh, it's been a long time since we've done anything with Critter. It um, has been. And, uh, and that was just, just sort of out of necessity because as we've been, we did the Critter book the following years, we ran into all of these 10 uh, year anniversaries just for right. ourselves, right. Uh, for, for the company, for Penny for your soul. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it was uh, legend of Oz 10 years. And then it yep. was 10 years yep. for some minor. So we kind of decided to uh, hyper-focus uh, each year, on these books so that we could kind of get a whole story arc out and during each year. Um, and so because of that critter kind of got pushed to the back. Um, but now that we've come out of that cycle, uh, we've been working on critter sort of in the background for, for quite mm-hmm. a while. Uh, and, um, we're going to be focusing on critter next year, uh, to finish up what is uh, uh volume six for the book. Um, yep, yep. so Omar Zaldivar and his brother Hedwin are Ooh, coming yeah, onto the book to do the art. Uh, they're going to do the four issues that wraps up issue six or sorry, volume six. Nice. Uh, and this is the volume that I think will sort of put critter more on the map than she has been, because this is the, this is the story where all of the threads that I've been creating mm-hmm. through the previous 21 issues. Um, um, sort of all tie up and you kind of start to really get a sense of, you know, what is this multiverse? And I hate that term multiverse because everyone has a multiverse, but we did too. We had it right from issue one. I mean, right at issue one, you got told there's things going on, um, right. but you didn't know what it was. So over 21 issues, you got little hints and teases and pieces right. of these things that we had in the background. And so now we're, we're in volume six um this will solidify uh, our multiverse, what it is, how it works, why it's different from all the other multiverses. Um, and, uh, and then that'll slingshot the book into a completely new level as we co- go and start to do volume seven in 2026.
0: Let's pull up this image I have here. So Critterverse is a wondrous place. I am super excited for this. Critter is just a fun character Um, A very wholesome, wonderful, um, and and just tons of fun. Yeah, you know,
1: when I started doing comics, um, I didn't know how to make a comic book. So, uh, you know, for me, it was like, well, I don't know how to write a script, but I I feel like I understand the superhero genre because, you know, I grew up with all of that through my whole life. So I was like, so if I'm going to tackle a story, I could just, I can, I can use my understanding of how superheroes work. And then, you know, and through that, then I'm learning, how do I write a script panel pages, whatever. So I had to learn right. all of that right. while using the information that I did have. And so I had this, uh, I had this story for Critter and um, it was actually the first thing that I had written. And, and the only reason it wasn't the first book out because in 2010, Penny for Your Soul came out first. The only reason right. it wasn't the first book out is just because the artist was slower than uh, than than JB was with Penny. Um, but that wasn't his fault. It was just I had no I had no deadlines for him. It was just right. we're not in a rush. Just give me a page when you got a page. Uh, and so he he would do that. And that was uh, Jose Luis, who's now yep. gone on to work for basically everyone in the industry: Marvel, yes. DC, Dark Horse. Yep. I mean, everyone. Uh, in fact, when he finished the Zero issue for me, he was immediately hired by. Uh, D.C. and was doing Justice League straight off of my book. I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to tell you don't go do it. Uh, right. You know. right. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so Critter's been uh, Critter's been this really fun book. Um, it is not your your it's not your modern superhero book in that it it's is not, not. It doesn't everything since like the late 80s and early 90s, everything's been so trying to base itself in, uh, in two things, one in sort of the edgy darkness of things. And right. then the other is reality. And right. I reject both of those things for superhero books. It means it doesn't mean you can't do it, but right. when that becomes the permeating tone of everything right. that is boring, uh, you've got to be able to have your, your deviations of, of character and, and tone. It's just, it's it's like when we talk about the movies, uh, you know, the DC movies like Zack Snyder d- did, did dark Batman and like darker wonder woman. This is like, these aren't these characters, you know, that may work right. for Batman. That's not right. Superman, right? right? That's not right. Wonder That's Woman. Exactly you know? right. So, you know, so for me, I was like, I want to make a book that has all of the things that I loved about superhero comics as I yeah. was growing up, regardless of what I was reading. And, you know, and that's that's uh, uh, secret identities. It's, um, you know, fantasy costumes. I'm not worried about the reality of a costume. Um, it's uh, a little bit of science fiction involved with there. Uh, you know, cool, bizarre villains. Um, mm. I, I, you know, I wanted all of that stuff. And uh, And then underneath all of that, as we tell these sort of individual stories per issue, we're also building this this long form continuity underneath it all uh that we can kind of keep calling back hey remember this hey remember this hey remember this Hey, remember this this?" and now we get into volume six and all of those remember this stuff is now going to be like oh hey remember that and you get this whole (laughs) sort of explanatory arc um that again i you know i got to be really careful i don't want to like say too much here but um uh, you're going to get this arc of, of explanation as to who, what, where, why, when for yep. this, this multiverse and some of these previous things. Um, and I think it's gonna be really cool. And then, like I said, once we're done with that, we springboard into a completely new phase of what critter will be.
0: That's amazing. Well, just so you know, I I grew up in that same time frame of loving comics for the same reason. And, uh, it, and I know we've talked about that, but, uh, yeah, th- that's why I love Critter so much, is because it takes me back to my childhood when you could just enjoy the superhero comics for what they were. Mm-hmm. And the really well-written ones did have those underlying plot threads. You're like, oh, sure. oh. I remember, the first ones I remember doing that was Spider-Man in the 70s, where you would get that thing that would pop up kind of at the end of the issue, like, oh, we're going to move that along, but then we're not going to address it for a couple more issues, and then ooh, a little more. And then uh, um, I, I think about um, Harry having the drug problem, and how it kind of just kind of set underneath things for a long time. Also, it springs up to be a big issue. And so I've always loved that. Um, X-Men were that way in the 80s, and, and uh, so was the new Teen Titans, um, super well-written stuff with those little things underlaying. And then when they pop up, you're like,
1: oh,
0: oh my gosh. I can't believe you did this. So I'm super excited for this talk because... I've been waiting for a couple of those characters to understand who they were and what they're doing mm-hmm. since issue one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who is this? Yeah. And then I'm like, we well, haven't seen, Oh, there he is again, but just in a small scene here. Okay. What's going on. So for fans like me, that's going to pay off a lot. I'm super excited for new readers. Um, I think that'll be real exciting also because you'll be able to get caught up because you've got the, you've got the, um, volumes that you can buy out there which are an amazing way to read it if you've missed those single issues and uh, those volumes are amazing well crafted with the stories are in there really perfect i've got uh, some of my critter stuff is in the volumes so yeah i'm super excited for it now along with that though critter is coming back to comic book stores big announcement today from you about Critter going to be in previews and ordering it at your comic book stores. Yeah, yeah. I, I know it, that's where you were originally, right. and you're bringing Critter back to it. So how's that feel?
1: Yeah, that's uh, that was that was all Ben Dunn and 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 uh, Arrow Press. They, uh, you know, I had been doing shows uh, with Ben Dunn for a while, and mm-hmm. he kept yep. talking about, you know, oh yeah, you know, we pick up these guys and these guys, you know, have these books, and then we just take them, we put them on. On uh, you know, in the retail market. And and I know a couple other companies have been doing that, like Scout Comics has been taking Kickstarter people and putting yep. their books on. Yep. And so I just, you know, we had kind of uh left the retail market behind um when we moved out of Aspen a few years right. ago. Right. And our whole thing was we're just gonna go to Kickstarter and see if we can create a direct to customer sort of method. And right. we have right. that's what we've right. been doing now for seven years. Um but at the same time, you know, leaving the the retail market behind was never really like a uh, like a happy choice for me. Right. You know, right. Um, so while we've been successful with kickstarters, um, I feel like there's absolutely an audience for what we do. Mm-hmm. That, to be perfectly honest, has no idea where we are. Uh, right. In fact, there was a guy at, at Akron Comic Con uh, just just last month who came into Akron Comic Con, and he's like what are you doing here? I'm like, what do you mean? We, you know, we're, this is like our fourth or fifth year at Akron comic con. He's like, no, I mean, I thought you stopped doing comics. I'm like, we've never stopped doing comics. We went to right. Aspen. We broke out. We've been doing our own thing for, for, you know, cra- crowdfunding and so on. New, 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 new. And he was, his mind was just blown that we even existed anymore. So I know for a fact, there are going to be people that are like big dog. Ink still exists. Like what right. is going on? Um, and so, uh, you know, we 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 kind of hope that um, even though these are reprints uh, that are they're going back out through AP, um, we hope that it will sort of trigger the audience of like, oh wait a yeah. minute, Big Dog Ink, like that's that's still a thing, um, and and maybe they do a little research and they they come find us and see what's going right. on, you know, right. through the through the social media sphere. But um, yeah, uh, it's 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 very exciting. Uh, we have Narsilio Sousa doing new covers for us. Um, and he's doing kind of tribute covers. So they're nice. what we're doing is we went back to the original covers that the original artist Fico Osio did. And mm-hmm. um, uh, Fico, again, he's another guy that went off and, and went to IDW. He yep. was doing Transformers and GI Like I mean, just madness uh, what all of our, our artists have done uh, with their careers. Um, so what we did is I had Narceleo look at the original covers that he did and sort of do what we're calling tribute covers. So they're similar. They're not like straight homages, you know, right. um, but they're right. very similar so that, uh, we can g- still get the story beats that we want. Um, but it's a new cover for, for people that like to collect new covers. And then for people that are just new to, new to Critter, uh, you know, they get that little piece of the story element, um, to go along with, you know, the variant covers that we're going to do too.
0: That's amazing. Super amazing. Well, super excited to see you guys back in the retail land. I'm hoping this is going to spur lots and lots of your guys' books to be back there with us. Because, again, that's how I discovered you guys. Was, I was just at a comic book counter talking to my comic book guy, and who uh, his name is Stu, just like from The Simpsons, and flipping through and like, what is this? I've got to check these guys out. So I know that there will be people that discover you that way. I think yeah, we'll be excited to see that Big Dog Inc. is back. That that has known you guys in prior years and, and just did not catch on to the whole Kickstarter thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's that we are we're actually going to be in stores January. January, uh, because the uh, our first book that we're doing with AP is part of their anthology called uh, Exciting Comics. So, Exciting Comics 41 is reprinting the first appearance of Catnip. Uh yes. so that actually will appear in I think it's January because it was in the November previews, I think. Uh-huh. Uh so November, December, January, so late January, maybe early February. Uh exciting comics number 41 will be out. Um, and that had a yeah. brand new wow. cover by Mr gun, which is just gorgeous. And um, so we'll actually be in comic book stores within about a month or so from, from a, to this point. Awesome. And then that uh will lead straight into the release, of course, of uh, of critters. So right. um yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. That's awesome, man. That's really
0: awesome. I'm
1: excited for you guys
0: because you guys deserve it. You guys are, are always doing great work. Your artists are top mounts. As you said, a lot of them will go on to do other things because you've given them an opportunity to prove themselves and, and sure. they do an amazing job for you. And other places are like, Oh, we gotta have this guy.
1: We're oh, yeah. Getting, I, I so. ran into a problem um, uh, a couple of times trying to get some of our guys back. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I'm right in the middle of a thing for Marvel or Dark Horse right. or whatever. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> right. You know. Can you not go over there? Yeah. <laughs> Can you just wait for me? You know, <laughs> just wait by the phone for me. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So I wanted to ask
0: you, going back to the anthology um, that that I just read. Mm-hmm. again um what was your favorite story in the anthology Jim? well the one that i
1: wrote of course oh I mean, well that makes perfect i mean obviously jeez <laughs> jeez who are you talking to here uh, well that's true uh, so so for those that don't know there were three stories in the book um yes. and and uh i did have two co-writers so we've had people write stuff over the years for mm-hmm. big dog ink but it's very few and far between um, right. and, and very specific moments where I'm like, okay, you do this and you do this and you do this. Um, so for the BD 13 anthology, I kind of wanted to open up the doors a little to let some other people come in and write. And, um, uh, the first guy that I even talked to was Pat Shand as Pat okay. had written a couple of things for us, um, in a long time ago before he went exclusive with Zenoscope and now he's doing his own stuff through crowdfunding too. But I reached out to Pat. I was like, Pat, do you want to do just like a 10 page? story and and you can literally do anything you want from from big dog ink you can choose and uh he was like well can i do more slipstream because he wrote a slipstream one shot like 10 years ago and i was like yeah you want to like continue that you know be my guest and so he was like yeah all about it so he did a slipstream uh story and slipstream is one of the the heroes from the critterverse um so that was even cooler too because that kind of allowed the critterverse to kind of pop back up before right. we run into Critter in, in 2024. Yep. So good good synergy, Pat. Well done. Um, and then the uh, the other one is I knew that I wanted to do a Princess Jasmine story yep. um, And so I reached out to Stephanie Menard, who I've known forever. She's a local uh, writer here in Michigan and I've known her forever. She writes her own sort of horror stuff. And so I was like, hey, do you want to like write uh, Princesses versus Zombies book? uh story for this thing and she was all about it she was like that's a 100 percent yes so it was super easy they were they they were just on board in an instant right, right. um and then the book that i wrote is called yeehaw vampires mm-hmm. which is a spin-off from our ursa minor book um and uh, basically it's it's you know it's the dukes of hazard meets uh uh Thelma and louise meets you know the lost boys basically right, right. It's just, a, just a couple it's so it's the origin story of dawn how she becomes a vampire right um and uh, uh that was done by uh carlos reno uh who's one of those guys who's now off doing uh stuff for dark horse um he was the artist for legend of oz for the past yep. you know eight she or was. nine issues or whatever yep. so um i was lucky to get him back for that that story to do that um, and, uh, and yeah, that was cool to do. It was a, it was a kind of a strange story. Um, cause I didn't know how dumb to make it right. Like it sounds dumb. Like it's so thumb Louise and the Dukes of Hats. Like it sounds dumb. Um, and there's a dumb aspect to it, uh, that, that I think will kind of grow out of it. Not dumb and like it's stupid, but just dumb fun. Right. Um, right. you know, vampires in, in. Vampires in the in the South driving cars around in the middle of the night like that's right. that's weird stuff, um, but I wanted to kind of take the dumb out of it initially and kind of focus on uh, something that we haven't really done in Ursa Minor yet, which is how the vampires be, make new vampires. Right. Um, you know, and we all know this, we know how it works. You get bit, you become a vampire whatever, whatever, but there's often little idiosyncrasies to it, like your first kill or your first blood right. drink or, you know, whatever right. it is. Um, and so I wanted to tell that kind of a story. So I came up with this strange little uh, um, story about a birthday party where this group of kids, um, in, in Ursa Minor, everybody knows vampires exist. They it's it's a readily known thing. Right. Vampires, werewolves, all that is real things. So they go to this this uh, vampire house in the middle of nowhere for their for this girl's birthday party. Um, and uh, uh, basically the the idea is it's like for the birthday, like you, we're gonna take you to go party with vampires. That's the right. that's the underlying theme of it. And then when they get into the to the vampire house, this is where things go a little cockeyed. Uh, and, uh, and then we learned that, uh, yeah, and then we learned that Don had some ulterior motives and, uh, and on and on and on and on. So, um, I got to kind of play with the dumb a little bit, but still kind of also create sort of a poignant moment, uh, for, for Don and Daisy, um, in, in their sort of interaction, uh, right. that then leads to, you know, what we're going to do with the car and, and right, just the, right. the adventures of the vampire girls, you know. Uh, as as this sort of concept would move on,
0: well, and, and I loved uh, at the end where she slides in through the uh, the window. It's like, but the door works. Well, I just saw. Yeah, day yeah, day yeah. I,
1: I, there was no way. There was so it's like I said, it's very Dukes of Hazard. So you know, the, Dawn comes out and slides across the hood, and, yep, and yep. Daisy's like, "What the hell are you doing? You're scratching the paint." Uh, you know, and then she slides in the door, and and then uh, Daisy just opens her doors like the doors work. What are you <laughs> right. doing? Like, exactly. so I had, to, again, we rolled right from the poignant mm-hmm. into the dumb. Right. Uh, and, right. and so I think you get a lot of, you know, sort of roller coaster stuff through this little 10 page story. You uh, do. and, uh, and then it just, uh, it'll just lead into the, like I said, the, the adventures of the vampire girls, um, <clears> as we, as we push it forward. But yeah, I didn't want to just like, Fully rip the Dukes of Hazzard and, and, you know, have the doors welded shut and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, no. I noticed the number
0: on the car was 10 instead of 01.
1: Yeah. Well, we did that because this came from this whole concept came from one cover. So when we did the Ursa Minor 10 year anniversary, we did a cover with Daisy. Uh, It was for a, a series of covers we called Lost Girls. And basically, the idea is we took 80s, uh, Characters and turn them into vampires right, So Brian right. Peterson was doing all Of these and I had the idea to do basically a Daisy leaning against the Duke's the General Lee car um, But then instead of the, the Confederate flag on top it has the Transylvanian Flag on it right, right. instead of saying General Lee it says Vlad the Impaler On the top right. uh, and then So we inverted the 1 to the 10 Because it's our 10 year anniversary so it right. all Played really really well And um, the cover just was so Popular that I was like, man, I think we got something here. I think there's, I think there's, you know, a fly in the ointment that we can pull out of there and, and play around with and right. see what we've right. got. Uh, and, and then that's where that came from. That's that's the entirety of it. It was not an intended thing of like, we're going to make Daisy Doom. Um, right. It just right. came about because everybody liked it.
0: Well, and it's a fun story too. It, it's a lot of fun to get a hold of that. And I had not said uh, See, I knew you, we talked about that cover prior, but I had not uh, I didn't pick up that issue, so I did not have that cover. So I I was I was enthralled by cuz I'm like, okay, let's see where this goes cuz this <laughs> when they're showing up at the house for vampires, it's her birthday. And vampire literature is like, you said it was her birthday. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh wow. Okay. What could go wrong to celebrate your birthday with a house full of vampires? Yeah. Yeah. Really, it's- what could go wrong? It's, it's, it's
1: completely, it's a complete, you know, like this is, this is, this is the mindset of, of the dumb teenagers, uh, basically in, in any, it's not even, it's not even like an era. It's like teenagers are stupid, uh, in, in all eras. Um, and so, (laughs) you know, and then in our story, like I said, everybody knows the vampires exist. They're just a thing, you know, they, they are accepted that they're out there. So, um. One of the one of the, the the sort of again behind the scenes elements of uh, of Ursa Minor is um, yes the vampires exist yes they exist with anxiety. everybody knows but at the same time vampires are causing problems uh, vampires are uh, creating um, speakeasies where they're right. chowing down on citizens uh, so you know again it's just dumb it's like why 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 would we ever just say, sure, vampires, come into our society and, and right. you know, live among us. Like, we know that's a problem, but, you know, we're dumb. We're all dumb. <laughs> well, th- there would
0: be some group protesting for their rights. That's and right. You know 100%. that would happen on a college campus, vampire rights marches. Listen,
1: you're writing my story, man. Like, there's there's a scene in, in Ursa Minor Number 4 Uh, where there's kids on the college campus and they're um, they're trying to get people to sign up for a blood donor uh, 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 system so that you know if the vampires you know uh, uh, get thirsty and they they don't want to go out and kill people they there's a blood donor program where people will go to these vampires wherever they live or whatever and they allow themselves to get bit and have you know, their blood drained so that right. the vampires can survive. Um, So yeah, that's, that's a hundred percent part of the Ursa minor universe is the blood donor program. And, and all, you know, there's, there's teenagers and stuff trying to, you know, help the vampires survive.
0: Well, and you just know it would, happen. it would just, it would in today's day and age. And I think you're right. It would have happened with any of us being stupid teenagers. We would have been, Doing all sorts of crazy stuff with that. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm and then, so, so glad that,
0: there were no video cameras around when. Yeah, was right. That age.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so and then so that is going to actually that blood donor idea that is actually going to roll into a, a a short story next year for our uh, uh, BDI 365 initiative, which is where we go into the calendar year and we find special days like Goth Day, Princess Day, whatever, and um, uh, and we do little short stories with them. So like this year we had uh, national pillow fight day. We had alien abduction day. Yep. Uh, we had video game day. So we did all those. Um, so next year, uh, and we haven't even announced this yet. So exclusive for you. Um, right. Yeah. 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 National blood donor day uh, is nice. uh, going to be a story next year, which will be a little Ursa minor short story talking about this, this blood donor, uh, you know, system that exists within the Ursa minor story. So that's something awesome. to look forward to.
0: Thank you, Tom, for giving us the exclusive. I love it. <laughs> so thanks. All right. Well, along with Critter, what what else is planned for next year? I mean, I know you're looking at four stories for Critter.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, we're going to have. So it'll be a, a focused on Critter. Um, we're going to have our uh, uh, Goth Day. We'll be back again for right. issue four. Um, there is the possibility of doing our next action figure next year nice. um i i can't guarantee it yet because it takes some time to get all the molds and everything done and and you know create a prototype and get it painted and, and that takes right. some time so it may or may not happen if it does it'll probably be late in the year um, but that is a possibility that we will have the next action figure um nice. other than that like i said we'll, we'll be doing goth day um, yep. we are looking at potentially doing, uh, a BD 14 anthology because nice. everybody seems to have really liked this, what yes. we did with this. So that might be a possibility. Um, there's also a chance that I modify that into something else, um, that is a little more critter oriented. Uh, I've had a, a couple of things in my head that, that we might kind of go one way or the other on that. Um, and then, like I said, we're going to do a bunch of, uh, a bunch of our BDI 365, um, right days. Uh, one of the issues is actually going to be three days in one, uh, because they all happen in the same month. And right. I figured out a way to take all three of them and create a story that focuses on all three days in one story. Nice. So that'll be one of them. Uh, and then the other one is of course, uh, uh, blood donor day. And then right. our, on our Patreon, um, our patrons are going to get to vote on another one of the BDI 365 stories. So I'm going to look on the calendar and 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 figure out a few things sort of later in the year that we can uh, plan for. And uh, in January, our patrons are going to get to vote on uh, one of our our BDI 365 stories. Um, So I don't know what that one will be yet, but that'll be be aimed for late in the year. So if you want to get in on that, check out the Patreon. Yeah, Patreon is really fun. Um, We've got like 28 people there now. Um, Basically, you get to watch – if you're into – you know, how the soup is made, as they say, uh, you get to watch everything get made. You get to watch the the lines, the colors, the logos, uh, all the design stuff, everything that we do, we show them first. They get to watch it all happen. Um, they also get uh, what we call Patreon perks, where if you're a patron and you happen to back one of our Kickstarters, you'll get a bonus item. We've been doing these sketch cards, like original mm-hmm. art sketch cards. So you get original art free sketch card if you're a patron. And you back at Kickstarter um, video game day is a little different because we're going to be doing, we we'll doing this actually, we just got these in. So video game day, which we'll be shipping sometime in uh, the next, you know, probably early January, we've got this uh super sized metal card Ooh. with all the girls playing video games. Yeah. So it's like three, three cards in one, instead of breaking them to like, just, you know, fit together. I was like, nah, right. just make one super card. That's um, awesome. So we've got these super cards by uh, Brian Peterson. Um, so all of our patrons that were backers for video game day, will get one of those added to their pack for free.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. And then every six. And then the other thing is, is that um, there's two levels. So there's a $5 level. You get all the posts, um, you know, just come in and enjoy yourself. And then there's a $10 level where, uh, every six months you also get a new variant cover that is exclusive to patrons and they just get a free, uh, variant cover just sent to them. So, um, they're going to get those in January. There's a few more weeks, uh, and they'll get their, uh, their free, uh, uh, six month comic book. Um, and, uh, and then we'll start the next cycle. So if you want to get in on the cycle, join Patreon right now. Uh, and, uh, uh, uh you know, we're so going to start it, showing uh, you all the critter stuff coming up here soon. Big um, doggy Patreon Is it? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's Patreon.com backslash big dog Inc. There you go. Yeah.
0: All right. So check that out guys, because uh, you, you definitely want to get in
1: on that.
0: And uh, I, I saw the images you had posted for video game day. Those look amazing.
1: Yeah, they were fun. They were fun to yeah. do. Um, you know, when we do those, those special days, there's, there's, they're, they're small campaigns. Um, there's only a right. handful of the books. We only do like a hundred of the regular covers. Uh, the, uh, the, the variant covers are usually printed to order. Um, they're just, they're just super fun. And it was a really fun story to do. We also got to put in, um, uh, this was the 40th anniversary of, uh, National Lampoon's vacation. So we yes. got to put a little bit of a vacation homage into it. In addition to the video game day stuff, um, so yeah, you know, we, we like to, uh, we like to kind of fill up, especially those little weird stories like that. Cause you can kind of do right. whatever you want. Those right. are all, a lot of these things are what we call camp crossover. So, yeah. um, we, we created this idea that, uh, um, since all of our characters exist in their own universes, like, uh, critter does not exist in the legend of Oz and the legend right. of Oz does not yeah. exist in Ursa Minor and so on. Um, we found this, we, we, we kind of treated it as if. Uh, like all the characters are like actors in all these different things, but they exist in their own little bubble. You know, they can, they can be in a bubble. So we take them all out of their normal habitats and send them to summer camp, uh, every year. And so when we do that, that allows us to kind of really get weird with some of the stories, hence alien abduction day and, uh, uh, pillow fight day and video game day and, and whatever. Um, so, uh, we've, we've been, we've done camp crossover stuff now for the last, uh, Three years or so. Yeah, uh, it's been really fun. It, it, it's similar to Goth Day. Goth Day is we take all the characters out of their normal habitats and put them into a Goth bubble, yep. reimagine them in their sort of their dark, you know, versions, um, and that's been wildly popular as well. So, um, yeah, you know, it's 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 just something outside the box, right? right. You, you know, so you're you're not taking everything quite so seriously. Um, and uh, I think that, uh, I think the fans enjoy it. Um, it's, it's a good, it's a good way to just give them something that they're not sort of entrenched in, you know, like it's it's not canon. So it doesn't matter right. what happens right. over here. It doesn't affect, you know, Critter continuity and so on. It's just a, an out of continuity, fun little thing that sort of sits on in its own, own zone.
0: Remember when comics used to do that all the time?
1: Yeah, right. If you like,
0: here's this fun thing we're gonna do. That's not in continuity. You know, it's just a story out here to have fun. Um, the superheroes are gonna play baseball against the villain. We're right. We're gonna have. I mean, whatever. It's like just crazy little things to be like. Those are fun stories to do. So. Yep. Yeah. Well, Tom, I, I had a few questions for you just because uh, I was racking my brain thinking what what kind of cool things can I ask Tom that I've not asked him before. <laughs> So, um, so, it, so, little game of would you rather have? Uh huh. So, would you rather have no white or Aurora? We're talking uh... princess and zombies here. Do you go snow, or do you go sleepy one?
1: You know, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, probably, probably Aurora. Because anyone who's good, anyone who's good with taking a nap, is yeah. probably good. That's that's probably really good. Yeah, that, that that's a good answer. I yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, what, Snow White feels like a busybody. You know, she kind of does. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> if can you, you need just, your house clean, do you have she to can... dust right now? Like we're watching the game, like. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it's gonna bother her that this is out of place right yeah i'm with you so in, in that same line bell ariel or uh, jasmine
1: uh, uh, probably oh man I know it can't be Belle because she's a reader, and that's just not going to work for me because I'm not a reader. So we're she's not. We gonna are read not, all the comics, though. Uh, that's yeah. well, that's true. But she's she's a she's a book reader. She's a yeah. best reader. That's 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 where that's going to clash, I think. Um, <laughs> I, you know, probably you know because I've always I've always been uh, interested in the ocean and all that kind of stuff. So it probably yeah. have to be Ariel. There you go. Someone Especially go if it's like um if it's like uh uh well, what the heck was that movie? Splash at the end, yeah. right? Where they jump in right. the water and like she kisses him and like he can breathe suddenly. Right. right. Like, and you can just like take off. Uh yeah, that would that would be that would be the way to go in, in that movie. That would regard. be cool. I agree. Yeah, yep. yep. There you go. <laughs> so so I
0: saw that you, you had saw Godzilla uh, minus mm-hmm. one, which I still haven't seen, but I, I'm uh, super excited to see it. So Godzilla or Kong? Oh, Godzilla,
1: Kong. Come on. Come on, monkey. Come on. Stop. Oh, okay. okay. Stop with King Kong. Oh, my
0: God. The the, the trailer for uh, Kong X uh, or Godzilla X Kong did drop uh, Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see
1: that. It looks like nonsense. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Oh my God. Now listen, Godzilla, a lot of the Godzilla is nonsense, but you know, it's, <laughs> right. it's, it's weird to me. Uh, the context that people suddenly have about nonsense, right? Like when, because this is dropping right after minus one and minus right. one is a very right. serious movie. So right. you kind of go in and you're like, Hey, I'm watching Godzilla. And you're like, Holy crap. Like, this is, uh, this is like old school. This is real right hardcore Godzilla. And then like the next day it's like, Oh, and Godzilla's pink and he's running marathons with Kong under. as so, like, Whoa, 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 slow down. Like what is going on? Oh, and Kong has a power glove now. Like, Oh geez, this is weird, well, man. The, the Nintendo power glove fixed everything.
0: So there. this is go.
1: so weird. You know what, what? I think the only thing that really bothered me the most um, was, was not even all of that weirdness. It's, it's, it's the it's the kongs right or whatever they're going to call them the the monkeys right. underground right. sorry if you haven't seen the trailer it you know it's out there um i got this just dumb planet of the apes vibe out of yep. it yep. you know and and i kind of feel let down that uh all we're getting is a freaking big orangutan bad guy like that's such a letdown after mecha godzilla right right like right give me something that isn't just there's another monkey right i mean right. now that doesn't mean that there still couldn't be something there right. could still be more to this whole thing but you know us us toho fans are looking at this going like well you're underground all of this stuff is based in nature uh, is this going to be Bilanti? Are we going to have another cyborg like like Gigan? Like what right. you know? What what right. could we do that would be cool uh, in in the Hollow Earth? And it turns out it's just a bunch of monkeys. Like
0: uh, uh, at, at least I don't you know. Could have Hitler riding a dinosaur. In I don't know. Right? Man. Like <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't know. now there is like and in the trailer there is some weirdness, right? Like there's that right. lit up uh, lit up yes. pyramid uh so there's there's more to what we've been seeing Uh, that's obvious um you know they were very clever when they did godzilla versus kong they were very clever in hiding mecha godzilla in the trailers um so you know i'm sure we're gonna get another trailer i'm i'm hoping that there's just more to this than just kong and godzilla running and punching monkeys like that's (laughs) it just feels anticlimactic to me right now yeah that's that's my issue it's like i don't even care about the pink we've done pink before not exactly that like hyper pink on godzilla but we've had the purple pink before so that doesn't really bother me clearly that's just an inspiration from 2000 and from shin Mm -hmm. i mean right I, i can roll with that um but uh Yeah, just the kind of the story that I feel like we're going to be getting. Like that was my problem with Godzilla versus Kong. It's like the story wasn't there. There was there really was nothing there, Uh, and and all of the story points that we should have gotten, like like Kong's enclosure. How right. all the inhabitants died except for the girl. Like, how did they build that in time with the storm closing in? Right. What about Ren Sarazawa? What about Ghidorah being an alien species? That it's just like there was so much story that they were like, Yeah, you know, it kind of felt like it was a Ryan Johnson, you know, version of Godzilla. Like, wow, yeah. yeah. We could do yeah, all right, that, right, yeah. but we'd rather just, you know, do it this way. So, you know, I didn't, it's not that I didn't like it, it's that I felt like you know, we, we got kind of a stripped down uh, version of, of what could have been a really cool story. Um, and, and we just, we just got the flash and the flash was great, man. I mean, you got three huge fights uh, and everything, you know, Godzilla's blowing holes in the earth. Like this is cool, man. But like the story just was so nothing. right? Uh, And then, and then the, the, the chick, what's the chick's name? Um, Madison, Madison and her people, like they had no purpose. Their they entire did. purpose was to get to the end of the story and pour vodka on a computer. Like, what are we doing? We can't write something better than than you know this little group of people ending up in China and pouring vodka on a computer to stop Mecca Godzilla. Like, oh holy cow. So, you know, story-wise, <laughs> it was wildly disappointing, but flash was was good flash. It was a pretty movie. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. It was fun to watch sure. But, but the story wise, yeah, I'm with you. The story, yeah.
0: you're like, it seems like they missed some stuff.
1: Yeah. You, you you give me a couple of details and I'm like, wait a minute, tell me what tell me more about right. that. Right. That feels important. Let, let, right. Let, let's kind of focus on this for a moment. All right. Yeah. I'm with
0: <laughs> you. Yeah. With you completely. So oh, well well talking about that. Who's your favorite uh Godzilla
1: villain? You know that's really hard um, because yeah. I, you know growing up the way that I did, sort of the 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 real answer is Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of people who who grew up and saw uh, Megalon a lot on mm-hmm. TV, like it was just on TV all the time. Right. And right. so people really attached to that that guy, and he he was a cool design, but it's not a great movie. But he right. was a cool design. I always yeah. liked Gigant. Um, and, and of course he teamed up with Ghidorah in, in what is sort of almost becoming my favorite Godzilla movie, which is Godzilla versus guy again. Yeah. Um, every time I kind of watch these movies, I keep coming back to that one. Um, and, and even though it has a lot of old stock footage in it, because at that point the monster suits were just deteriorating. Right. Um, it's such a great movie. It's It's got manga in it. It has alien cockroaches in it. Uh, it it's does. got four monsters. It's got Godzilla Tower. Uh, it's It's got a lot. Oh, and they talk. They got, the monsters, talk, if you watch the Japanese version, they talk in cartoon bubbles, comic book bubbles. Really? Uh, I've not and seen that. Yeah. And I've then in the American version. version. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Um, it's hysterical. And then um, in the American version, they take those out and oh. they replace it with actual talking. Right. Uh, Godzilla and Anguirus talk and, you know, Anguirus is a, is a bit of a dickhead, uh, which, which is yeah. just hysterical. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, th- th- that movie has so much going on for it that I, I really like it a lot, but I think Ghidorah is, uh, is probably top. And then for me, it would probably be Gigan. And then had I ever really seen Mecha Godzilla as a kid, yeah. that probably would have, uh, Trumped it, but I never saw Mecha Godzilla till very, very late in my childhood. Really? Um, because again, back in the olden days, folks, uh, you only got to watch something if <laughs> someone decided to put it on TV. That's right. Um, even, even VHS, like uh, you had to do some hunting to you find did. Godzilla VHS tapes um across all of Los Angeles. You got to call them up. What Godzilla movies do you have? And everybody has the same three. Uh, right. and then suddenly you're like oh my god this place over here in alhambra has smog monster and you got to take an hour trip out to rent it bring it back watch it <laughs> to spend an hour back to you know return it like it was a nightmare period of time boys and girls nightmare period of time none and of you did, would have survived the, the 80s. If,
0: if you would have if you got it back in a minute late past whatever the deadline was nine o'clock ten o'clock whatever it was there was a deadline there then yeah you had to pay for the next day also
1: yeah your account yeah.
0: would have we'd would, would get a fee on it. And <laughs> if you didn't pay your fee, they would just keep building up that fee for you. So, That's right. so then you'd stop going to that store because you're be like, Oh, well, I've got fees there.
1: Yeah. I, I probably it, owe yeah.
0: like $200 to blockbuster still. I don't know.
1: Yeah. So, so you need uh, a new store. Yeah. It was, it was a wild time, man. I, I remember doing it. It was, it was really fun to do. Yeah, uh, I agree. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of movies that I hadn't seen that I never saw for, for many, many, many years until, um, you know, DVDs started happening and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, we got to see the stuff that we never got to see. And then now this blew my mind because I had no idea this was going on. So criterion a few years ago, put out a huge box set um, of all of the original Showa era movies. And um, I'm watching terror of Mechagodzilla, which is the last one in the whole series. And Uh I know this movie like the back of my hand because I have seen it, 10,000 times right and i'm watching this and immediately at the beginning i'm like something's different here i'm seeing things i have not seen before uh and as the movie continues i keep seeing things i'm like what cut is this how have i never seen this and then at the very end there's boobs in the godzilla movie i'm like yo what is this. Uh, and and so I had to do a little bit of research and it turns out that this was uh, this was a cut of the film because it was all uh, uh, it wasn't even just like the Japanese version. Right. Because it was dubbed American right. all the way through. Right. So there was a version of this that was done like with all the original Japanese footage that was still dubbed uh, for, for some cut at some point, some international cut. And so they took that and put it on the, on the thing. So you got all the Japanese footage, but you still got the American dub, which was just crazy to me. So I was, I just, I was losing my mind. Like this is, this is not real. How is this happening? Um, so yeah, it's uh, even, even as deep as I am in the Godzilla lore, uh, I'm still learning. (laughs) That's awesome. I did not know that and i've seen that movie several times also yeah it's it's the very end when they're rebuilding katsura into a full-on you know cyborg robot and they have got her just on the you know on the table doing that there's just a couple of shots where they have her top off and you can see like all the robot parts um and it's just like whoa that's i was not prepared
0: (laughs) (laughs) i've not seen that in a Godzilla movie that there you go Right, pg-13 so, i guess I, yeah it, well especially 80s pg-13 today it may right. be r because of that i the weird thing with today's day and age is the movies are more restrictive than they were in the 80s but the tv shows are a lot more progressive than they were then I mean, you can hear all sorts of words at five o'clock in the afternoon just watching reruns of something that would have never aired on tv even sure. after 10 o'clock back in the day yep but uh you know the, the PG thirteen to where you could see boobs and you would have, I mean, you would have like two hundred curse words just boom, 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 boom. Nowadays, oh no, no, there, there's, you said the f word twice, so we're going to make you R rated. That's right. Oh, okay, I'm from the '80s. You don't, uh, I mean, I don't offend easy. I don't know. Young youth movies. We we went to show my thirteen year old daughter, and and she's twenty two now, but uh, so ten years ago or whatever. Went to show her um, Ferris Bueller. Because we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you got to check this out. Like, oh, well, didn't remember all the cursing in there. But, okay, you know, it's fine. (laughs) She hears these words. I'm not upset. But it was just like, oh, I forgot. Because you don't see PG-13 movies nowadays with it. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yep, yep, yep. All right. well, Well, back to the which would you rather have? Would you rather have a, a day meeting Stan Lee or Jack Kirby?
1: Well, i met Stan Lee, so I guess I would might as well take the Jack Kirby route. You, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I never got to meet Stan. I, I was at a couple of conventions with him, mm-hmm. saw him speak, his lines were forever long, and actually at one point I was in line with an amazing Spider-Man 42, which is the Final page has the Mary Jane reveal where she shows up, which Mary Jane's is one of my favorite characters. So I'm like, Oh, so I come with one of my Holy grails here. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get Stan, the man to sign this. I'm super excited. And he wasn't feeling well. So he left his line early and his line was like two hours long anyway. So I'm in line to, to meet him. And so I never got to meet him. And then he got sick and he was supposed to be at some conventions. I was going to, and unfortunately passed away. Mm-hmm um but yeah so but jack kirby there's no wrong answer of that jack is amazing jack stan was always that guy with the charisma that was up front jack was just the war horse that knew how to make a story and how to draw things so either one of those would
1: be amazing yeah jack died um Right as I was getting into the idea, understanding the idea of comic conventions, I didn't really know what that was. And so we went down to San Diego Comic-Con. Those were my first comic conventions. Uh, I think he was there for the first one. I never got to see him. And then he passed when when I got to my second one. Um, But then sometime in those those early years, that's where I met Stan. He was at San Diego Comic-Con. He was sitting in at a, this would have been 94, something like that uh, 95. And, um, he was sitting at, at some like, uh, comic book retailers booth. Wow. The, the the line was like five people. Uh, so we're walking through the thing and I, and I look over and I'm with my friend. I'm like, is that Stanley? And he looks, he says, yeah. And I was like, and there's five people in line. He's like, Yeah. I was like let's go get a Spider-Man comic and go you know so we ran over right. and I got the uh I got what was what had come out at that time I don't remember what the what the issue was but it was the um when they did all four of the the hologram covers Yes. Um, and so I grabbed, I think it was amazing, uh, was the black one with the, with the hologram on it. Mm-hmm. So I grabbed that and we go over and we get in line to see Stan Lee with like five people and he's just like signing books and he's a hundred percent Stan Lee. Everything that you understand him mm-hmm. to be is what he is. Hey, true believer, come on in here. What's going on? Oh, well, this is a great book. What a look at the hologram. And so cool. And signing the book and he said, hey, thanks for coming in. And I'm like, Yeah. Yeah. And he's talking to my friend and blah, 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 blah. Cause there's no line. So it's, it's not like, we can't just right. kind of shoot the breeze right. for a minute and he's he's just pure stanley and then he's like hey uh why don't you go down uh down to the next table uh, and meet john ramita john ramita senior is sitting right wow. next to him i don't know who he wow. is because i've never seen a picture of him but right. I, right I know who he is and so he's like hey go down and meet john ramita you know see so he's right down there uh and and we're like oh that's cool and so we go down uh down the line and john ramita senior is doing free sketches for people wow yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> and so I was like, um, Mary Jane. He's like, yeah, of course. So he does a little, uh, uh profile so, Mary Jane oh, shot. Uh, I don't know my, my friend got something too. And, and, um, and, and away we went, that was our, that was our Stanley and, and John Ramita moment. It was crazy. It was absolutely amazing. crazy and, and completely incomprehensible, to you know what is hap- what was happening when he was doing you know cons over the last decade or whatever, right, um, right, completely incomprehensible to to anyone to tell these stories of what Comic Con used to be, right, uh, before you know before it got cool.
0: That, that's true. Well, and and unfortunately, I've never been to San Diego. I've always wanted to go. Uh, I remember, so I remember getting a comic like in late seventies, mm-hmm. and and I lived. I lived out in the middle of nowhere, like eight miles outside of a little tiny town of less than a thousand people. My father introduced me into comics. So he read a lot of the 60s stuff, and this, he was reading in the 70s, and he got you know, uh, Legion of Superheroes as one of his big ones and Justice League. And so he introduced me into comics. And so I'm reading some comic book, and it's very back, and one of the ads is San Diego Comic-Con, and come in, and, and I'm like, Look, they are people like us. Yeah, we need to go. And he goes, "Son, we can never go to San Diego. That's too far away." You know, and it's the '70s, and my parents had zero money. I mean, they were very much the definition of working poor. Um, you know, they did the best they could, but that was just where life was. And so I was like, one day I will go to the San Diego Comic Con. And then, so when I finally got where I could afford to try to check this out, that's when it blew up in popularity. And mm-hmm. I'm like. Well, maybe someday I'll get to go. So It's,
1: it's, it's, I, I can't even tell people, honestly, that it's worth going. I really can't Uh, because it's such a madhouse and it's not, and I guess it really depends on what you're there for Uh, because if you're there for comics, you're going to be disappointed. It's just not really Comic-Con anymore, Um, which is a shame because when I was there, it was Comic-Con. My first year, I remember showing up the day of the con, we drive up to the convention center and the convention center is half the size that it is now because over the years, they've just expanded, expanded. So it's half the size it was now. I get there and we drive, uh, drive past the front and we see the line to get in. And it's maybe like, I don't know, a hundred people. And I look to my buddy and I'm like, I'm not standing in that line. A hundred people think about what that is. And now it's thousands upon thousands upon thousands trying to get in. I didn't want to stand in a line of a hundred people. So we drove to the back of the convention center in the back parking lot. We drove in the back just on the day. I mean, just the idea of driving in the back and getting parking impossible, impossible right. now, right. We drive in the back and we park and uh, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, the lines there, but where do these stairs go? Cause there's stairs in the back of the convention center. So we walk up the stairs, the stairs take you to the second floor of the convention center, where they call it the sales they have this big huh? pavilion outside with the sales and then you're right by all of the uh um uh, the, the 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 panel rooms and so on and all that so we just walk up the back go right in the back of this convention center no one is there doors are unlocked we just walk right in we're like uh okay how do we actually get to the convention and then there's escalators that go down so we're like okay we'll just we'll take the escalators we're on the bottom floor and we're looking straight through the doors at the convention center maybe an hour before it even opens right and we're just kind of looking around like that's it right like that's the place uh, he goes yeah <laughs> and so we just walked in <laughs> walked in through the back no one was there checking badges uh, and we just, we, and then we kind of like, we realized that somebody could see us with our like, uh, fan badge or whatever they want to call it. You know, it's not a vendor badge. Right. So we just kind of, we turned the badges upside down and, you know, just kind of walked around like this, like, Oh yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's see what's going on. And so we were in there, uh, uh, on, on, on just day one. Um, cause the, the next day. Uh, when we went in, everything was cordoned off. You couldn't go in that way anymore. Right, but we got right. to do it that first day, <laughs> like that Friday or Thursday or whatever it was. We just wandered right in. It was it was crazy. Um, and it was a good time back in the day. It was a good comic book time back in the That was the days of, you know, image was popping just, you know, right. freshly image. Yeah. Um, it was comic books, man. It was comic books. as and it should be. It just It just hasn't been that way since, I mean... I I mean, the middle, the early 2000s, middle 2000s, 2000, 2005, six, like it just became such a corporate shill place, all the movies and video games and whatever, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and that's fine. You know, all that pop culture stuff is fine. We all, we all, you know, indulge in it, but uh, at the expense of what was happening there for comics, that was really sad. Because now Comic Cons, when you find real Comic Cons, they're all very small, Um, and um, again, that's okay. But you kind of those of us that existed in in sort of the prime era Mm -hmm. of 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 peak, this is what's going on. To see what it's become now, uh, it's it's a disappointment. It really it really bothers me. Um, I mean, there was a year uh, at San Diego Comic Con where Marvel had a six foot table. Right. that's when They were going through bankruptcy. I mean, we, we ran the gambit of all of this stuff. Uh, you know, we watched the highs and the lows and the, you know, cross gen coming in with their huge right. oh, thing. Well, and then five years later yeah. they were gone. And right. um, you know, it's just, I, I I've seen it all, man. Uh, it's, it's, it was, it's a, it was been a tremendous ride for me. Um, and, and now that I'm doing this myself, uh, and, and trying to figure out like, you know, what cons do I need to go to? Uh, you know, where right. do I need to appear to let people know that I exist? Uh, uh, it's, uh, it, that, that's a challenge in and of itself, but here's what I've found. And, and I, I can, I can pass this on to, to a lot of people. I have found recently that the smaller shows are where you are going to find readers people that want to read your book. They want to know what it is. They want to know what it's about. They want to buy a trade paperback. uh, And, and they want to read your story. Okay. The larger shows, when you start hitting into like a C2E2, an Emerald city, uh, you know, the the bigger, even bigger mids. That's where the collectors start to come in. Right. That's where the, the heavy art collectors come in. That's where the, the variant cover guys come in, the collectors there. Um, so it's a very different mindset for each of those. Now that's not to say you can't go to a bigger show and still sell trade paperbacks and all that kind of right, stuff. But right. the, the focus of the attendees is different. Right. You go to certain types of shows. I can um, see that. So, yeah, yeah. So if you're a creator and you're trying to figure out like I am, like, where do I need to be? I would tell you first and foremost to scour your local uh, shows because wherever you are, chances are within a six hour drive, there's probably 10 shows in a year, right? Uh, they might be in other States, but you know, six hours is a pretty easy drive to go to right. a weekend and then come home. Um, scour your local, your local places, make yourself indelible to your local areas. Cause that's where you're going to get your readers. Um, and then once you kind of have that foundation, then you can say, okay, I live in Michigan Let me go do C2E2 because it's in Chicago. So it's not very far. It's going to be a pricier experience, you know, because it's Chicago and it's a bigger show, but not that bad. You know, and then you can say, well, maybe I go to Emerald City now, which is still a good comic con. It's it's definitely has pop culture, but it's a good still comic focused thing, right? but again, that's now Washington. So you're going a little further. Right. Right. Um, But if you can, if you can really solidify yourself at cons and uh, local comic shops, yes, um, first and foremost, that's where you're going to build your reader base. And you need that reader base to, to be able to expand yourself into other places.
0: That's, That's good advice. That's very good advice. Yeah. I've, I've watched, uh, Planet Comic Con Kansas City, because that's mm-hmm. about three hours for me. Mm-hmm. And I know you've been there. Yep. Um, I've watched that thing grow from a really small room. Just, you know, it, and it was almost all comic books. That's mm-hmm. where I met Jim Lee for the first time. Um, he was the the honored guest one year and all this stuff to be this mega thing, but I'm I'm very happy for a while they seem to be getting away from the comics. Now I know this year with 25 coming out for them, they're getting back to the comics. They're bringing in everybody. I mean, they're hitting everything. But uh, they've got a lot of good comic book uh, um, people there that are going to be there for, for people to get to meet. So that that's super exciting. So, yeah, I can see that completely. Um, you were talking about meeting Stan Lee, and, and I, again, never met Stan the man. Um, but I did meet Michael Straczynski. Did I say that right? Um, <laughs> Babylon Five, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was writing Spider-Man, he mm-hmm. was at C2E2. You were at that one also. He was off just kind of in this corner. And I sit there and talk to him for 20 minutes. Nobody had any idea he was over there, I think. Because I don't I'm like, why aren't you somewhere else? I'm like, aren't you somebody? You wrote, you wrote Babylon Five. You are writing Spider-Man right now. Why am I the only one over here? So I think I had him sign 10 different comics, you know, and, and had and bought stuff while I was there. and we just chatted and I'm like, that is the most cool thing in the world when you're like, here's somebody I really like, even though I didn't like some of his takes on Spider-Man and some of that was forced on him. We, when I talked to him about that. Um, but still it's like here's a guy that I just find fascinating and awesome and I get to talk to him. And just talk to him, you know, because he's not doing anything. He's just sitting over there. He's not drawing because he's not an artist. He's just over there. Like, yeah. And he was just begging for somebody to come talk to him. And I'm like, that's the <laughs> coolest thing in the world. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. So yeah. All right. Well, all right. So knowing that the knowing that you um, like comics back in the eighties, also, which do you take? Eighties X Men or eighties New Teen
1: Titans? Oh, the X Men. The X Men, the '80s Titans was good, but the the '70s Titans was better. Oh, um, nice! Yeah, '70s Titans is way way better. But my um, I, Keith I the, yeah, I love the Wolfman you. and Perez stuff. Like yep, it's that's yep. good stuff. And of course, they they re-energized the the, the Titans in the '80s, 100. Um, but the the it just it didn't. I I still love the '70s when it was still a little offbeat right um you know when it goes from the offbeat into uh sort of the more serious 80s again we talked about that sort of the more yeah. serious 80s period um it just kind of lost some of that for me um I see that so I like the 70s but the 80s also I mean that's a nostalgia thing for me because that's when I was coming into the X-Men yeah uh, and so yeah. you know that's where I'm I'm reading things like the mutant massacre and right on just yes. like what is going on right now? Like, this, right. Is, this is wild stuff. So, you know, Chris Claremont, shout out. Um, and uh, uh, so the X-Men were, were huge for me. The X-Men was one of my first sort of like expansion books that uh-huh. I picked up. Because at the time I was buying like, well, like my first book in the 70s was like, I bought Godzilla. That was my first ever comic right. book. Right. And then from there, I didn't know what comic books were. So all I'm seeing are ads in the book. And I'm like, okay, what's Ghostwriter? So I went and found Ghostwriter books, you know, stuff like that. So right. I was a very, like, ad-driven thing. But I didn't understand the X-Men from the ads, you know. They had like, right. the, all the all the uh, ads that said, like, Muty across them and stuff. And I'm like, I don't understand what this is. Like, I don't get it. Uh, and then it just – it one day I just took a shot at a book. And it was the – I think it was 2 two ten maybe. Okay, yeah. um, the one where, where Storm and Cyclops – fight for the for yes the X-Men oh yes leadership right. yeah and um so that was my first ever x-men book and you know storm didn't have her powers at that point right. she was just doing the mohawk thing she just and then, uh, butt, though. yeah and so she she beats cyclops uh and that's my first x-men experience and i'm like that's awesome yo that's kind of cool and so i got into the x-men i loved x-factor that yep. was yes. i loved x-factor that book gets Crapped on so much, even Bob Layton will be like, Yeah, we this is not really that great. I'm like, No, dude, this is a fantastic book. It's is it perfect? No, but it is absolutely super fun. Uh, the idea yeah. of bringing all of the original X Men back together as Mutant Hunters is great. Uh, Rusty and Skids are great. You yes. get uh, Walt Simonson comes on with Apocalypse and then Archangel, uh, which is again. Archangel ties back into the, the uh, mutant massacre where, he, yep. where Angel gets jacked up in the sewers. Like I'm just, that's, that was heaven folks. Heaven was happening at the, in that period of time where comics were becoming really something and the expansion of the X universe, the new mutants was happening, all that kind of stuff, man, you guys don't even know, right? You, you, I'm, I'm so sorry <laughs> for what you guys get put through in comics right now, because it's not, it's not peak. Right.
0: Uh, and right.
1: and the, man, the eighties was such a peak. Like, I mean, and as I understand you got to have a Valley after the peaks. Um, but Holy smokes, what was going on in the eighties, uh, and, and, you know, kind of into right before the image breakup. Right. Um, it was a time man. And it was a time of hyper creativity. Uh, it was a time of, organic storytelling, Um, you know, in, in the case of, of like the X-Men, Chris Claremont was in charge of the X-Men man. Uh, I mean, he didn't even want to let go of anything when they were like, we want to expand and do new mutants. He's like, I'll write it. Uh, You know, every time it was something else, he's like, yeah, I'll write it. All right. Excalibur. I'll write it. You know, he didn't want to give up anything. And it was only because he realized he can't write anything that he started to you know, be like, okay, he gave it to some of his editors, you know, like, oh, right. you, you understand what I'm doing. You write that and you write that and so on. And, you know, we got this huge X universe that came out of that. So, um, the eighties, man, the eighties were special. Um, and, and I would, uh, I would highly recommend anyone who wants to really get a sense of it, to go find all those old trade paperbacks and omnibuses, um, of, of Inferno and, and oh, yeah. Massacre and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, you will, you will have your mind blown at how crazy cool uh, the eighties, the eighties were in general, but the X-Men universe was on top of everything.
0: They were. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm right there. I, I basically, the first two issues I would read every month was X Uncanny X-Men, new Teen Titans. I just read them both because I love both of, of those stories going on. And I'm like, Does he get better than this? This is so cool. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man right afterwards.
1: Yeah. For me, Marv just had a, Marv had a, I don't know if it's the DC method. Like, I mean, if you compare Marv Wolfman and Chris Claremont, like Chris Claremont just felt more dynamic to me. Sure. More open uh, to just pushing the envelope everywhere. Whereas, Whereas Marv, and I don't know if it's because of, George, who was drawing the book, George Perez, who who liked yep. when you look at George Perez's art, um, there's a lot of smaller panels, right? And yep. so the the flow is just different than when you yeah, read you just, like an X Men book. X Men yep. just again felt like it was just more open, um, and so you get a very different sense of of storytelling. It's, it's a great it's a great way to analyze sort of two of the key things that were happening at the same time, but they were still very very different. Um, right, right, and uh, and that's good. I mean, nothing has to be all the same, Um, right, exactly. but yeah, Marv, Marv has has his way of doing it. No, his way of doing it, and uh, I would lean into the Chris. I,
0: I get that, and I I did. I lean more into X Men myself, mm-hmm. but uh, but I, I did love my new Teen Titans also. Sure, and yeah. The, the whole Terra incident with the Judas um contract, Judas contract and all that. Oh my gosh, I was like. Well, She's a bad guy, but but like, but they brought her in. Shouldn't she be a good
1: guy? Yeah, Tara. Like, Tara was a was a crazy character, man. Oh yeah. Well, uh, and then you no.
0: think about um, that. Uh, what's his name was sleeping with her, and she's mm-hmm. like fifteen. You're like, oh, okay. Going back and reanalyzing that—that's some messed up stuff. That sure. uh, Deathstroke sleeping with the fifteen-year-old the manipulator. Wow. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So, similar vein, Justice League of
1: Avengers. Oh, I hate the Avengers. It's <laughs> a Justice League all day for me. Uh I that, that you know it's funny because I never Captain America. Well, I liked Captain America. I did read Captain America in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I in, in fairness, what really hooked me with Captain America was uh the Serpent Society stuff.
0: I loved
1: all the Serpent Society stuff. So I came in right when all of that was really popping. And so that was a big, big hook for me. But I did like that Captain America uh, period. But Iron Man, Thor, uh, I don't know, the Wasp and whoever, uh, Scarlet Witch, like never appealed to me. Still don't, won't read the books. And that's the amazing part. Here's the thing with, with Marvel movies, right? Is when Iron Man came out, I was like, I don't care about Iron Man and the movie made me go, this is awesome. Uh, right. Iron Man is, is cool, but I would never still go buy an Iron Man book ever. Right. It's never going to happen. Um, justice <laughs> well, league, he, he's uh, a you know, justice league back in the day in the, in, in the eighties was shaky. There was a lot right. of shaky justice league stuff, but again, you go back into the seventies to talk about George Perez again, back in there. Right. Right. Um, you know, it was a, it was a shakeup of the team. So the justice league was not Batman, Superman, wonder woman. It was, it was, uh, Zatanna was in there. Um, yeah. you know, uh, uh, gypsy was in there. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was like some really weird justice league teams, um, that weren't like the keys. Uh, right. and then when you got into the eighties, they were just lost. Um, and then the nineties kind of tried to revamp the justice league bring all the keys back in. But then even in the nineties, you got stuff like justice league international, um, right. you know, where, where it's John, uh, Martian Manhunters running that team. Yep. So, so the justice league is, has never been, it's never been right. Like, I don't know that there's a definitive justice league run. I, I, uh, and I, I and would
0: say, you know, probably the, um, Early
1: seventies Justice League. I mean, it was pretty solid then. Yeah, but I I don't know. I mean, like there's pockets, right? Right. Of like, no, you're this right. Was good. This was good. This was good. Um, but I, I I there's been so much Justice League, and it's been revamped and reset yeah, so many that, that's, times. Right. That is a problem. Yeah. yeah. That I, I don't know. You can really, if someone were like, "Hey, what Justice League story should I read?" I'd be like, "Dude, I don't know." Uh, got no clue because, and then, because then again, each one is like so different for its era, you right. know? Right. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where I would tell people to go to Justice League, but that, that's I think for me, as long as the Justice League had uh, sort of your core, um I think it's readable. Uh, right. And then if you like weird Justice League, if you like it to go outside the box, um, then, then you're talking about late seventies, early eighties, yeah. where it went outside the box yeah. um, and, it, and it got kind of, you know, it was kind of strange and, 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 and weird. Um, and, you know, there was the, there was the justice league by Keith Giffen, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. com- almost a comedy book. And, you know, right. I, it, it's really strange because you would think that like the justice league would have this like reverence to it, but I don't think it does. I really right. don't think it does. I think people are aware of it. I think people understand it particularly because of the, of the movie. Uh, you know, with, with the core group of people, like they right. understand that part of it, but even that justice league, man, that was a mess. Uh, right. so I, I, I would challenge, I, again, I'm still picking the justice league over the Avengers. I don't want to read Scarlet witch stories. I don't care. Um, but I would, I would, I would throw this out to the audience. Like, tell me, tell me the key justice league story. Tell me what it is. Cause there's a lot of just sort of, well, this was good. That was good. Um, but when you talk about like the X Men, I'll tell you to go to Inferno and and the Mutant Massacre, and and I could probably sit here and, and find other things, um, the the Phoenix Saga. I can tell right. you to go right. to these points in the X Men, but I don't know if that exists for the Justice League, which is kind of interesting. I agree, that is interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm not really a fan of either one that much, even though I grew up reading a lot of the sixties and seventies Justice League. Mm-hmm. Love the uh, the crossovers, the yearly crossover with the JSA. -hmm. Those those I loved. I always thought those were tons of fun. Yeah, I I don't know what would be the uh, the big one there.
1: So talking about Spider Man earlier,
0: Mary Jane, Spider Man, Gwen Stacy, or Black Cat.
1: You know, this is an interesting one because the 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 answer generally is Mary Jane. Um, But I'm actually just reading again because it's uh, to me it's maybe the best Spider Man story ever told. um, Is Spider Man Blue? Every oh Spider-Man
0: yeah, Blue. Iron Man Blue is amazing. Yeah, Iron Man
1: Blue is unbelievably yeah. good, and it's it's primarily about Gwen Stacy um, right. and and her death and how Peter you know deals with it. Um, such a great book. I literally started reading it again last night, uh, and um, it gave me a different because I didn't really know Gwen when I started reading. I was I was well into the McFarlane era, right. Right. Peter and and MJ doing their thing so that was my that was my sort of introduction to all of that um so getting the uh the Gwen Stacy story uh was really mind blowing it was just so good it's so good um and so i think ultimately because of that story i would switch from mary jane to to gwen uh also just because mary jane seems to be a, a bit uh I I can't do that partying bit. I can't, I can't, uh, Hey Pete, let's go to the club. No, right. no, right. no. I think we did that yesterday. Didn't we? <laughs> uh, you know, she seems a little overwhelming.
0: Um, she's, she's definitely the party girl. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think, uh, I think because I got introduced to Gwen, uh, in, in this particular book, um, yeah, it's it's Gwen. And then I loved uh I loved Gwen in the in the movies with yes. the Andrew Garfield. I thought those two were unbelievable. Um so yeah, Gwen is uh, Gwen Gwen was the dark horse because I didn't really know Gwen, but uh as I got introduced to her, yeah, it's it's Gwen. I, I can could see that. Mm-hmm. So I I remembered I
0: had and I don't know if it was the Marvel reprint of it or what it was, but I remember as a kid, because um, I, I was born in 1970. So, you know, it's a kid, four or five years old, I was given a couple of Spider-Man comics that had the death of Gwen Stacy. And I've i read some up before that also. So I, I remember reading her father's death uh, with Dr. Octopus pushing that over Captain Stacy and being, oh my gosh, you killed you killed. You know, Gwen Stacy's dad. And then, you know, and then having her death. And I remember as a kid reading it for the first time and just crying. I'm like, she can't be dead. She can't be dead. Come on, you gotta bring her back. And then I'm like, no, she's dead. So so Gwen Stacy is always I've always loved Gwen Stacy. Now I'm a sucker for redhead, so I'd probably go with Mary Jane, but you're right. She would wear you out after a while. and be like, Oh, Mary Jane, can't we just can we just chill. Can we just chill tonight?
1: <laughs> well, and now here's here's our first, maybe the first ever real quote unquote Mandela effect. Because I don't know. I mean, you must know this, but comics were printed around the world, right. and when uh, when they were printing the the, the Spider Man comics with Gwen and her death, the folks down in Mexico were like, "No, nah, you 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 can't do that. You can't kill her. She's too popular down here." Spider-Man comics continued in Mexico with Gwen alive. Right, right. So there is literally an alternate universe of Spider-Man that continued on <laughs> for I don't know how long uh, with with an alternate story with Gwen still right, alive. Right, like what? That's yeah. incredible. Isn't that, that is incredible?
0: So, so the first official alternate universe
1: thing. Webbing didn't snap her neck. That's... Yeah, just that's when I found that out. I was like, that's crazy. That's so crazy. And I would love to get those. I mean, because
0: that's that's really cool. That's so that's I, yeah, I have that's, heard that. I just have never seen them. So
1: I've never seen them. either. I've never like hyper looked for them, but right. I got to imagine they're extremely hard to find.
0: Well, I'm sure they are most definitely. All right. Well, that's all I've got for us today. Thanks, <laughs> Tom, I, I appreciate your time coming on and talking with us. This has been so much fun just to hang out, talk a little bit about uh, BDI and talk about uh, just our love for comics in general.
1: And uh,
0: this has been so much fun. So
1: thank you. Yeah. I appreciate here. it, man. It's always good to
0: come hang out. Yeah. We, we need to do this again soon. Um, we'll, we'll try to get something as, as time allows the, in january there is is critters getting ready to launch and do some of that stuff that way we can get you promoted and hopefully shout out critter to make that uh go have a super high Kickstarter. not that i'm probably the credit for any of that because i don't think i am <laughs> but but anything i can do to help i i
1: want to do sure yeah i appreciate it yeah january 6th guys all right january,
0: january 6th. 6th look for critter look um go and 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 uh, check out BDI on um, Big Dog Inc on Facebook, and I know it's on other social medias too. I think Instagram and um, yeah, we're Instagram, probably or Twitter, on, on Twitter
1: BDI Comics. Yep, yep. We're on TikTok now. B- BDI um, Comics,
0: yeah. no, t- you're on TikTok. Are you we're doing on TikTok TikToks? now? Yep. Or are you paying someone to do TikTok? I think I have to pay someone to do my TikToks for me, Tom. I don't know. I we we those. just
1: have the bare bones TikTok stuff. It's just some some uh, art videos that go up. Oh, there. So, well, there you uh, go. That makes sense. You know, yeah, yeah. Just some stuff that you know, as we're doing Kickstarter campaigns and so on, we kind of show you, you know, hey, here's here's what you can go grab, uh, available now, kind of thing.
0: What we need to do is find one of the local universities that wants to uh, get get the uh, you know get some hours for some young young person to come do your TikToks for Social you. Social media wow. interns, yeah. Social media intern. <laughs> that's the perfect thing to do. That's what you need for your TikToks. I don't know. So cause I, I would have to because I'm like, oh my gosh. I can do all the others. TikTok, I can get on and watch, but I'm like, oh, I was like, I don't I feel like I'm just too old for this. I don't know. I just <laughs> It's a different world. It, it a different is world. a completely different world. Well, Tom, <laughs> thank you again, sir. Have yourself a wonderful evening. And congratulations again on the great success of Princess of the Zombies, um, issue number two, and uh, and everything else. And we will we will talk after the beginning of the year and get a time to come on so you can promote Critter and get Critter Universe all going up for next year. I'm super excited because Critter is just such a wonderful, fun character. So I'm happy to see her back. I appreciate it. All right, Tom, have a great day. And for those of you out there watching, thank you for joining us. This, of course, has been Geeky cool Presents Professor and Ace. And again, uh, Ace will be back with us soon. Hopefully, she'll be on next time for Tom because Tom's not gotten to meet AJ yet. So I, I do want you to meet her because she's pretty cool. Um, she's the the girl that you were always like, man. I just wish some girls were into comic books and like D <laughs> and stuff. She was that. I just didn't know her at the time. So, so uh, I'm like, this is cool. This, you are the girl that I was looking for in high school. Now, you know, I married somebody else. She's married to somebody else. All that's good. But I'm like, man, if I would have known that, I didn't know girls were into this. I wish. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Stay geeky and we'll talk to you soon.